This is Relic Radio Science Fiction, brought to you every Wednesday by RelicRadio.com. If you'd like to help support this show and all of the Relic Radio shows, visit donate.relicradio.com. Click on that donate link while you're on the website. Your support brings this show to you every week. Thanks to those who have helped out. This week, we're going to hear from SF-68, a South African series that aired in 1968 produced 33 episodes for Springbok Radio Station. Our story today is from May 24th, 1968. It's titled The Will. SF-68. 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 Biotex, the new soak and free wash powder, brings you SF-68, stories which plunge vividly into other worlds, other dimensions, other times. SF-68. on your furniture with Pledge. SF-68 presents The Will. Adapted for radio and produced by Michael McCabe. The Will. Captain Rana! 
Hello, Jenny boy. How's this? Oh, sorry. Didn't know you listened to the opening speed. It's always the same. Captain Cronos, defender of the temporal passage. Champion of the temporal guard. Fly with Captain Cronos in his time ship century as he battles against those evil forces. Captain Cronos. Everything's easy for Captain Ruddy Cronus. All simple for Captain Cronus. I took down an encyclopedia. Volume Lack Mo. An envelope fell out. I picked it up. Kenny's writing was on the front. Lebanon. Do not open until 1978. Value 1967, 38 cents. I knew what was inside without holding it up to the light. Kenny's idea of buried treasure. When he had more than one stamp of an issue in his collection, he always put the duplicate away somewhere and let it age so that its value would increase. I found the article I'd been looking for in the heavy old volume, but it didn't help. I wasn't a doctor. Half the Latin medical terms were beyond me. Anyway, just by knowing the precise nature of Kenny's disease, how was that going to help? Kenny knew he was sick. He knew several specialists had studied his case. You can't keep much from a 14-year-old. Within two weeks, he knew he had less than a year to live. He pieced it all together from conversational fragments and chance remarks. He cross-questioned the elder brother of one of his friends, a boy called Mark David, who happened to be a medical student. A child is blunt in his questioning, tactless in matters that concern himself. What? When you saw Dr. Jules, what did he say? I mean, what, what exactly did he say? I mean, if, if we don't find a cure, when will I die? Will it hurt? Kenny, there are a lot of people trying very hard to help you. Well, what will you do with my things if I die? Hey, will I see my real father afterwards? Kenny! Moonshine nights, Rod. I think I like the nights best of all. Better than the daytime. So do I. Beautiful. Rod, I don't want to die. There's a difference between tragedy and blind, brutal calamity. Tragedy's got meaning. There's a certain dignity in it. But there's no meaning, no dignity, no fulfillment in the death of a child. Kenny, I... I want you to try and have faith. The research people are working hard. I want you to try and have faith that they'll find a cure. Mark says went we for years and years. And he's a medical student. He knows everything about Mark it. Mark doesn't know. He's just a kid himself. Nobody knows when they might find a cure. It might be next week. I wish I had a time ship like Captain Cronos. Why? Because then I could go to some year when they knew how to cure me. I bet they'll be able to do that someday, too. I bet the government's working on it now. Gosh, think of it, Rod. You could do anything if you had a time ship. If you wanted to know something that nobody knew, you could uh, just go to some year when it's been discovered. But you see, Kenny, if that were possible, everyone would try it, and nobody would work on new discoveries. And nothing would be found out that was uh, that was new. Uh, besides, nobody's proved yet that, that time travel's possible. Scientists can do anything. Only things that are possible, Kenny. And only with money and time and, and a reason. Would it cost a lot to research for a time ship, Dad? Quite a lot, I think. 
See if they could find somebody to do it. Not just an atom bomb. Hmm, maybe. I bet my stamp collection will be worth a lot of money one day. And my autograph book. And there's the banks. Yes, one day your collection might be worth something. In a century, perhaps. But the banks won't wait that long, boy. Dad, don't you see? What difference does time make if you're working on a time machine? The... The doctors are doing all they can. Try. Try and have faith. ship in the fork of a big tree at the bottom of the garden. He built two seats in it and made a fishbowl canopy over a hole in the top. He took a picture of it with his box camera and sent a copy with a fan letter to Captain Cronus. And then one day he fainted and fell out of the tree. Investigations concerning the psychogenic factors show only... All 75, Rob. Guru Taj Mashiri guarantees sickness is only an illusion. Have faith. We cannot promise anything in the near future, but the Institute is rapidly finding new directions. Allow us to extend sympathy. The powers of hydromagnetic massage therapy have been established by the... So it went on. We talked to crackpots, confident men, respectable scientists, fanatics, lunatics, and a, a few honest fools. And then, Kenny started working on it himself. The labs aren't going to find it in time. I've been reading what they say, Dad. It's no good. It was good that he'd relearned to cry. But the next day, his spirit soared mysteriously to a new high. Hey, Kenny! <laughs> what have you been up to, Kenny? Come on, now. You don't go wandering around muttering to yourself unless you're cooking something up. What is it, another time shift? I heard you hammering in the garage before dinner. I, I was just knocking the lid of an old bread box. I couldn't get any answer but evasions, innocent glances, mysterious smacks. I let him keep his secret, thinking that his enthusiasm for whatever he was doing would soon wear off. And then the photographers came. See, sir, we just want one or two pictures, that's all, a few pictures of Kenny's treehouse. Why? How do you know he had one? Well, you see, they're doing a feature article on the effects of science fantasy on kids. You know, you know, TV, TV shows. And your son's fan letter to Captain Kronos was forwarded to the sponsors and the show's producer. Well, they want some shots of Kenny in well, the I'm, I'm sorry, it's impossible. Well, we'd be glad to pay something. The child's if ticket, think... you must know. He can't get up in the tree anymore. Oh, so, well, maybe when he's feeling better. He won't be feeling better. Now, please leave. The photographers left. And they were only doing their jobs, I suppose. They saw Chloe in the garden. And I think she explained to them just why Kenny couldn't get up into his tree timeship. Because a week later, we had another visitor. We were drinking our coffee after dinner, and Chloe herself answered the doorbell. Chloe? What is it, darling? <coughs> Chloe! What's happening? What? It stood there in the doorway with a stunned expression on its face. It wore a silver uniform with jackboots, black and red cape, and a weird helmet with antennae protruding from it. It had a lantern jaw and a big, meaty, benign countenance. It was Captain Cronus. I'm awfully sorry. Uh, uh, we just drove over from the studio without... John! Captain Cronus! Kenny, go back to bed. 
Uh, Mr. Wessler, uh, the producers of the show and myself, we make a habit of visiting uh, sick children. We also visit uh, hospitals. Where's the photographer? No, no, look That's here. That's a tape recorder you've got. Are well, you really, Captain Crona? Uh, Mr. Wessler, on Wednesday evenings we always have a children's panel, you know, junior guardsmen, and and now we know Kenny can't come to the studio. Well, we wanted to get your permission to let us wire the place and interview Kenny by telephone. Get out! No, Dad. Well, what did they want? Kenny got a bed. You scram. Well, I only wanted to get your permission to let us. You didn't have to do that. Come on, Mr. Come on, come on. Why? Why can't he go on the show? Why? Want that child to get the full treatment? Do you want him to end up a, a sob story child? Certainly not. But it was cruel, Rod. He never had a happier moment until. All right, I'm a pig. Sorry. Please let them do it. If Kenny's well, sick, I'm not having him do publicity stunts for the sake of a nutritious and delicious fluffy crunkles. It was in good taste. If they abided by our conditions. If they abide by our conditions, and if the offer's still open. The offer was still open. Kenny was to be on the show. They rehearsed him a bit at home and let him play with a tape recorder until he got used to his voice. time Kenny talked with Kronos and his guardsmen, he lived. He really lived. He asked the other children if they had any stamps to exchange, and autographs too. And a few days later, when the post came, we were swamped. Bushels of stamps, books of autographs. Kenny was delighted. He spent hours sorting through his new mammoth collection. He became more mysterious than ever. He began going on walks by himself out in the woods. Whatever he was doing was a shadowy, secret business. It involved spades and garden implements and packages. I found him in the woods one evening. He wasn't too strong at the time, and Chloe was anxious. He'd had one or two fainting spells. What are you doing, Kenny? You'd better come back to the house. Your mother's worried about you. You'll know Dad in four or five months. Don't ask me now. You'd only laugh. You mustn't come out here on your own, son. I've got to come here, Dad. I- I've got to. How else will I be able to make contact with them? Contact? With whom? You'll know that. Soon. Just a few months. Please don't ask me now. I don't want you to laugh at me. I wouldn't laugh. Too much to expect of a child, but has something changed him? Has something happened to him? Something will let him die calmly because he knows that someday there'll be a cure. Could be. It might fit in with this secrecy business. Oh, how's that? People who know they're dying often behave that way. 
Little secret activities don't become apparent until after they've gone. Immortality cravings. And Kenny? I don't know, Rod. I've seen a lot of death. Some people do things so they'll be remembered through art or science. You know, I believe there's more than plain selfishness to people's immortality cravings. But Ken is just a child. I... I don't know. He fainted down by the creek yesterday. I'm sorry. It, it must be hard for... for Chloe, knowing that... unless there's a medical... burying things. It seems happy, almost. You should see him, Jules. Happy as he'd ever been. Happy as he was when he did that show with Captain Croner from the French. The weeks passed... We couldn't allow Kenny out on his own anymore. Chloe was resigned. I've always regarded women as the stronger sex. I loved her very dearly during those days. One early morning, two o'clock it was, something woke me up. A sound, something. I went to Kenny's room. He wasn't there. He was in the garden, crumpled over a spade. He'd been digging. Oh, Kenny. Glad you found it. You found it. Got me to the right time. Where are we? Kenny. Kenny. Okay, help, darling. Just take it. Okay, son. It's all right. It's all right, boy. I'm so glad you found me. But I knew you would. First in Texas and in fun, this is WRR. Okay, son? How do you feel now? You mustn't go out at night, Kenny. You've got to promise you won't. Okay. Chocolate and drink it up, darling. Oh, what this, eh? Kenny? You've been drawing treasure maps, eh? X. <laughs> Down by the fork of the creek. Looking for treasure, are you? Keep it for the daytime, won't you? And then let me or your mother come with you. What's the matter, son? Expecting to wake up somewhere else? Oh, must have been a dream. I, I thought they came early. Who came early? You'll find out. All about it. In four months. It wouldn't last long, the doctor said. Jules ordered him to stay inside completely from then on. It was all beginning to tell on Chloe. I wondered if she'd break. There was talk of moving into a hospital, but he said he wouldn't go. One night, after lying quietly all day, sleeping most of the time, as if saving up energy for a last spurt, Kenny slipped away again. It must only have been gone a few minutes before I woke up, because I'm sure I heard the screen door. Remembering the map he had drawn, the X by the fork in the creek... That's the way I went. You'd taken my flashlight. After a few minutes, I stumbled onto the bank of the narrow stream. After 20 minutes, I saw the gleam of a flashlight. 
was digging. Always he was digging. Kitty! Kitty, don't run away from me again. I'm not angry. Kitty! Stay where you are, Dad. And let me finish. Then I'll go with you. If you come any closer, I'll run. Stay there now. Then when you come back to the house, I, I won't run if you stay there. Okay, but don't take too long. Chloe's frantic. light on the rock and turned it on me. It blinded me. He stopped digging and hauled something from the hole. He pried something open and then it seemed as if he was writing something on it. Then, whatever it was, he placed it back in the hole. And he began covering it again. In a couple of minutes it was finished. And then the light went out. Set it in concrete 
at the foot of a hole, two yards deep, with this manuscript. To a reader, yet unborn, who finds this account in a dusty and ancient magazine stack, or recorded on old tape, or a gramophone record, dig for the box. Follow the instructions set out below. But, not unless the world is ready to buy a time machine and can come for Kenny. If this is so, he can be brought back to a time close to the time he was born in. Kenny financed the machine, if it exists by now. Come if you can cure him. He had faith in you. Relic Radio Science Fiction for this week. If you want to find more from SF68, past episodes of this show, thousands of other old-time radio shows, and everything else, Relic Radio, just visit the website, relicradio.com. Thanks again to everyone who's helped support this show, and visit donate.relicradio.com if you haven't already. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll talk to you again next Monday with another episode of Relic Radio Science Fiction.